everyone welcome back to the show today we are doing a new thing we're doing a series and the series is breaking into the tech industry today's episode is going to be about what it's actually like to work in the tech industry so if you've ever wondered what it's like to program or work with a bunch of nerds uh, how eddie and i actually function day to day then this is the episode for you if you enjoy the show, please like, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes and all that fun stuff. Every little bit helps. Please tell your friends, uh, maybe write something on LinkedIn. Uh, all that stuff is good. So anyway, that is enough for me. I will let you get back to it. Please enjoy. All right, welcome to Tech Junior. My name is Lee Work Junior, full stack JavaScript developer. Have with me as always Eddie. Hey, it's Eddie. I'm a front end developer. And we're doing a new thing. We're doing a series of episodes, shorter episodes. Yeah. Uh, we, we wanted to tackle some, um, you know, do some episodes with just Eddie and I and also kind of shorten things up. You know, do a little, little change from the interview episodes where, you know, some of them can be like an hour and a half long. These we want to scope to like, maybe 30 minutes. So that's the goal. The clock is ticking. Yep. Uh, but yeah, this first, <laughs> so shut up and let's get to it. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this first series we're doing is, uh, breaking into tech and getting a tech job. So, um, this episode we want to talk about is a tech job right for you. Uh, what do you think Eddie is, is tech right for you? Uh, I hope so. It's been a while. <laughs> yes. Um, it is. Oh boy. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, the, the goal here is kind of like if you're not in the tech industry and you're like, oh, man, yeah, I want to go work in tech, you know, we're, we kind of want to talk about like the real life uh, ramifications of working in tech and what it's like and what the day to day is and that sort of thing. Because I think um, I, I certainly remember like, you know, news stories from like the early 2000s of like Google offices and what it was like to to work for Google and stuff. And it was all these reports of like free soda and cereal in the office and weird chairs and, <laughs> and that sort of thing and uh, weird schedules. So, yeah, uh, Eddie, do you have any free soda or free cereal or anything? I have no free soda, no cereal. Uh, we have free coffee <laughs> when we're in the office. Free-ish you know. coffee, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the coffee's... Yeah, the coffee's pretty good actually. Um and there's a ping pong table and a foosball table. I don't think anyone uses a foosball table, but they use the ping pong table quite a bit. Okay. Are they um, are they still getting yelled at for playing ping pong? Uh no, well what they had to do is set up a schedule so everyone knows when ping pong is being played. That way it doesn't disturb anyone or they good know Lord. when they should not like yeah, well yeah, it's right next to like people's desks, so I mean, I I get it. The office isn't huge. Gotcha. So. Yeah, there was a uh, there was a thing where they got they were like, okay, we're gonna make this a cool office, and then they they bought a ping pong table, and uh, they started playing at eight o'clock at night, and somebody from the other side of the office like materialized and yelled at them for being too loud. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> uh, it's it's eight at night go home but yeah 
in any case, um, yeah, I don't have any access to any of that stuff. I work from home now. Uh, even if when I worked yeah. in an office, um, like the first office I was in at my previous job was an old, uh, an old building in, in Ocala. So it was like, it was, it was warehousey. It was, uh, there was like chains coming from the ceiling. Okay. They referred to it as a dungeon. Uh, I was jammed up in an office with three other people, uh, like three desks in one corner office. Uh, there was no, wow. there, actually I take that back. There was a ping pong table, but it was in like a dark closet that I walked by and nobody ever used it. Yeah, and then okay. they spent all this money on a new office and, uh, the new office had, it was an open floor plan. So like mm-hmm. everybody could hear everybody and see everybody. And, um, they had a game room in the plans and for like the, how many months were we in that thing? Maybe like the f- three or four months that I was in there, they didn't do anything with the game room. They had like bought TVs and they left the TVs in the boxes in the game room. And then it just like really? slowly became a storage closet, which was really depressing. Oh, um, that sucks. Yeah, it was, it was dumb. So, uh, like I imagine people might have used it to kind of like socialize and interact and stuff, but uh, the company just did not care enough to actually set up the game room. So, mm. um, I that think sucks. unless, yeah, unless you're working like in Silicon Valley for like Google or something and on one of those crazy campuses, uh, tech is pretty mundane and, you know, for the most part, like any other office job, I would say. I don't know. How do you feel about that, Eddie? Um, yeah. I mean, I've been in this for a little bit just from a designer perspective. Um, and we've been close to the developers. Uh, and it's been pretty much the same. The best part typically is usually um, like the people we work with. Because um, it's easier to find, you know, you're in the same industry, so usually you have stuff in common and it's easier to talk to them talk about game of thrones or anime or something like that a lot like we do here <laughs> yeah yeah i'll, I'll say a hundred percent that one of the perks of working in tech is if you are that kind of nerd uh you're probably working with a lot of other nerds so yeah like yeah. anything is fair game usually um anime video games uh my current company there's like a whole bunch of people that play guitar so that, cool. that that's pretty cool. Um, everybody is, you know, receptive to the stupid jokes that I post in, in <laughs> chat, uh, which is nice. But if you're not into that kind of thing and you're just like a straight laced, uh, normal person that's not into game of Thrones and I mean, game of Thrones is over at this point, but, um, yeah. not into sci-fi or Warhammer or who knows what, uh, maybe you would be a little, outside of the loop on that kind of thing. Maybe feel a little like this isn't your, your jam. Yeah. Uh, Eddie and I are very much those people. So it's kind of hard to, to speculate on that. <laughs> so what do we go to next? Uh, meetings, 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 meetings so meetings. many meetings. <laughs> yeah. Do you like meetings? I, I don't like meetings. I draw during meetings, which is, I post on Twitter every now and then. Um, I if, flip and hate meetings. Yeah. Uh, usually, and the reason that I don't like them, well, first of all, you wouldn't think it, but being a programmer, 
Uh, there are so many meetings that you have to go to, uh, especially yeah. like agile, like the, I don't want to say bean counters, but the people that are <laughs> like business analysts and stuff that, you know, project managers, all the people that aren't programming that help manage the project and talk to the product owners and, and all this stuff. Uh, they generate a lot of meetings and you tend to be looped in on those. And there are a lot of scrum ceremonies. Oh my gosh. And they take hours. Rituals, each. you know? Yeah. Uh, so like you've got a daily stand up, you've got, yep. um, sprint planning. Be 15 minutes. But yeah. Usually and it usually ends up being like, Hey guys, how was your weekend kind of stuff? But, um, that's not supposed to happen. Correct. Yeah. It's supposed to be very <laughs> brief. Like yeah. here's what I'm working on. Here's what I'm doing. Bye. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So sprint planning, pointing retrospectives. Um, and that's just for like tickets and stuff. Uh, yeah. th then there's like cross team meetings, um, communicating with people like outside of your, your group, uh, tends to become a meeting. So, the, yep. the reason I, I hate all that stuff is it pulls you out of whatever mode you're in. So like if you have a meeting at, I don't know, nine and you start working at eight thirty, uh, you may get into what you're doing and be like in the zone, you know? Yeah. And then as nine o'clock hits, you're yanked out of that. And then you got to go sit in this meeting. And when you get out of the meeting, it's going to take you a while to get back into what you're doing. And typically what happens is people plan a meeting for nine and then like 10 and like 1130 or something. And so that whole chunk, you know, to me is like lost because you're not really doing like quality work uh, in between the meetings. You're just kind of like waiting for the next meeting. So like, that's why I hate that stuff. Uh, I feel like, you know, tech can sometimes be a barrage of meetings or a meetings vortex or something. And I don't know, yeah. it makes me, it makes me crazy. What about you? Yeah, I mean, there's certainly been times where I'm like, I feel like I'm close to solving a problem, and then I'm like, oh, I gotta go to this meeting right now. Then I like either write myself a note so I know where to go back to, or like make sure the code or whatever is where I left off, and then run to the meeting, then come back, then try to figure out what I was thinking at the time. Um, but yeah, then there's, I mean, all the scrum ceremonies, planning, and retros and grooming stand-ups and then i don't know since I, we're working from home a lot more now there are more meetings because like for some of us to get on the same page or if someone has questions it's just easier to talk to them than type all this stuff out in slack or whatever or teams now um yeah it's it's it can get in the way yeah i've uh because of the the whole video conferencing thing, um, I've wanted to create a uh, a bingo app with like Firebase or something, yeah. Where it has like a pre set list of like uh, points. One would be like, "Can you guys see my screen? Um, yeah. Can you hear me? Like uh, X person flush. <laughs> yeah, X person is on mute. Um, yeah." What's another one? Waiting for somebody to show up to the meeting. Uh, somebody is not on mute that should be on mute. So like <laughs> getting a list of those and then having it like randomize a bingo card every time you log in and then generate like a unique ID that you could share with somebody so you could play with your friends. 
um, and see who can get bingo on a, on a meeting because like that stuff happens every meeting and it's free. It makes you crazy. Yeah. So, um, not a huge fan of that, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> there, there are other things there. There is actual code. So kind of moving yeah. on to, to that. Um, I think the, the biggest thing that I could translate or compare coding to your programming is like puzzles. Um, yeah either like puzzle games or like block puzzles, not block puzzles, like, you know, those wooden puzzles or something or, or something you would get at it, like a novelty store or something. What do you mean? Like a, a traditional jigsaw puzzle or not like a jigsaw, but like, um, like those puzzles that, uh, like you pull the pieces together in a part and they like maybe create like a star or something a picture and, or something. No, like a like a three D thing, a three D thing, oh, like a, a, like a horseshoe and a nail kind of thing or or whatever, like basically any kind of puzzle that you can think of. <laughs> um, I don't know, maybe I'm maybe it's just me, but coding. No, is, I, I I think of it that way as well. I just okay. wasn't trying to get to like what like what, what you were exact describing. puzzle I'm describing. Yeah, I don't know. Like Cracker Barrel used to have lots of puzzles that were like uh, iron and metal and stuff. Uh, horseshoes and and whatnot and i used to love those things but um anyway if you like solving puzzles if you like being stuck or stumped on something and like working hard to try and like decipher it that's basically to me coding in a nutshell um being stuck on something working on it not knowing what you're doing and trying to figure out how to make the thing work uh is a huge part of the job. It's not just sitting, it's not like writing a book or something where you're sitting down and just creating. Um, you're like sitting down and trying to figure out how to add to an existing thing a lot of times or change something. And that requires like puzzling out or teasing out how the different pieces interact and work together. And so it's, it's very much a, uh, a cerebral thing, I, I guess. I mean, that's obvious, but, um, it's not as straightforward as you might imagine. Yeah. Um, there, like before we started or before when I was in the, uh, boot camp, um, I, we talked to someone that was, anyway, the, I think the teacher may have said this, like you write a couple of lines of code, but it takes you hours to figure out like what problem you're solving. And it's usually just either a line or two. And then, you you know, you're fixing the problem or trying to figure out what that problem is. And that's kind of it. So you're doing a lot of research if research is fun and you enjoy that. And Googling is fun, which I used to do a lot before I was ever a developer. Um, then, you know, you will probably be a good uh, programmer. Yeah, 100%. If you like sitting up on YouTube or on yeah. Wikipedia or something for hours at a time. You're just like, ooh, what does that mean? Ooh, what is that thing? And just kind of like following link to link or something and kind of going down rabbit holes, I guess. Uh, That's very much a programming-centric activity. Um, Figuring out like, oh, what does this code do? Oh, you know, what is... uh, I can't even think of something, but... um, (laughs) Authentication, I guess. Like, ooh, this thing communicates with SAML or something. You're like, oh, what's SAML? You jump on Google and, and look it up and you're like, ah, okay, that's what that is. Oh, okay. Samuel creates an XML document. What's XML? You know, go to the next thing. Yeah. Um, that's, 
you know, if that sounds fun to you, <laughs> uh, <laughs> then um, maybe programming is for you. And I, I kind of say that with a, it, like in jest, because like some of that stuff is not really fun, but I guess solving the puzzle at the end of that rabbit hole is, um, is fun. So, yeah, there's a, um, I don't know if it's a good way to put it. There's a certain kind of high you get when you solve a, a problem. Don't do drugs. And, <laughs> uh, um, at least for me anyways, <laughs> uh, that uh like it's the reason i went from designing to developing because it's like there's a little thing that happens when you solve a problem and it's it's pretty cool and exciting especially when you've been beating your head against it for a little bit um and that's why i i do what i do now yeah <clears throat> also uh programmers tend to be very much diy people yeah so they will uh, not only try and automate stuff like with programming and, and code and whatnot, write a script to do something or um, automate a task or whatever, uh, but they tend to be the kind of people that will like go home and have projects outside of coding that they do on their own, like building stuff. I've seen a lot of people do like woodworking. I uh, had an instructor that was into welding and 3D printing and stuff. Um, certainly I like working on like guitars and stuff on my own. Um, I've, I've repaired TVs and that sort of thing, which I don't think a lot of people would be into, uh, repaired a TV, like a yeah. LCD or like a tube TV, like an L not a tube, tube TV, probably electrocute you, but yeah, um, yeah. That's why I TV. <laughs> it okay. had like, uh, replace like a motherboard or something. I, I've done that. Um, okay. power supply, uh, okay. There was a transducer or something. I forget what the part was called, but it um, helped generate like like power of the pixels and stuff. Okay. And um, one of those went bad, so I replaced that. It wasn't like super hard, but again, like Googling it, hey, my TV's doing X. Uh, oh, it could be this part. Go on eBay, find a part, take the TV apart, and you know, screw in that piece or whatever. So, yeah, building computers is fun put one together oh yeah uh, plenty of people yeah. do that that are programmers yeah 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 that's fun it's something i have to do um again because i need a new one ditto ditto <laughs> maybe we should do an episode on that oh yeah that would be cool um that's fun anyway um puzzles. i think we covered nerd culture already right oh yeah definitely uh definitely <laughs> covered that um what was the other thing I was going to get to? Uh, kind of escaped my mind when we were talking. So yeah, yeah. Nerd Minute. <laughs> Eddie, what do you got? Okay, for Nerd Minute, um, I just finished watching this uh, series with my daughter. It's called High Score Girl. Oh, I've seen that on uh, Netflix, I think. Yeah, so the second season came out, I don't know when. It was fairly recent. Um, we just finished it last night. Give me the, uh, the um, synopsis or the rundown or whatever. It's basically this boy and this girl. The girl never talks. Um, but uh, they're very good at Street Fighter. So um, they play a lot of fighting games. and um, Street Fighter 2? Mostly, mostly Capcom games. Yeah, Street Fighter 2. Um, they're mostly Capcom games, some SNK stuff. Um, 
but they basically like live at the arcade. There's some like the girl is rich and her family doesn't really like her playing video games, but she sneaks into uh, the arcades every now and then. And in the first season is about this boy and girl basically having a rivalry because they're both really good at um, Street Fighter 2 and then it becomes like Super Street Fighter 2. Mm. Um, and then Alpha 2 and stuff like that. Um, and then, but in the second season, he kind of realizes he has feelings for her. And then... Um, it's yeah. not that long, huh? <laughs> well, I, he kind of figures that out at the end of the first season. But anyway, he doesn't really... I don't know. He doesn't really make an effort toward like that until the end of the second season but anyway it's cool i like all the references to uh uh the video games and uh especially street fighter 2 is one of my favorite games um is it yeah yeah um i play that a lot that's because they're always at the arcade and i remember just saving my quarters um for a week or whatever and so just so i can go to like the 7-eleven or whatever so i can play street fighter 2 hmm. um Anyway, it's kind of cool because like they, the boy and the girl have like uh, their their inner monologues or whatever are done by the characters uh, in Street Fighter Two. So his is Guile and hers she's like a Zangief player, and uh, <laughs> that's funny. So it's, yeah, yeah, she's like a master Zangief player. She like kicks everybody's butt uh, with Zangief, uh, the, which is the surliest character from Street Fighter Two. Yeah, that's her. <laughs> that's her inner voice. Is so yeah, she likes picking all of the bigger characters, and like in every game she plays, she's usually one of the bigger guys. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's uh, it it's take it all takes place in like the '90s and early 2000s when those games came out. So, uh, that's another thing. Hmm. It's good. It's worth watching if you like the video game stuff. Arcade. Yeah, I've, I've I miss wanted, arcades. I yeah. What whatever happened to that? Um, eh, they're kind of still around, but not in the same way. You know, it's uh, I don't really know what killed arcades, but I, I would speculate that it's consoles. Yeah, console gaming and like the death of malls. Um, yeah, kind of a combination of like brick and mortar stuff going by the wayside, and then also yeah. um, having like bigger, better, better video games at home that you'd be playing. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas console, or I'm sorry, arcade games are kind of made to steal quarters from you. Um, yeah. I mean, so I like yeah. a fighting game and a uh, like a light gun shooter. Because Time Crisis 2 is my favorite arcade game ever. Man, my, fa my friends used to make fun of me all the time for liking Time Crisis. I love like, that game. Oh man, you like those shooting games? Haha, ha, you're a. They used to call me a proletariat because I was. Uh, <laughs> they lived in like the rich part of the suburbs, and I was like out in the country or something. So, uh, um, yeah, they used to make fun of me and say, "Oh man, you're gonna go play some shooting games," and they'd be playing like Dance Dance Revolution or something. Oh, uh, which I also played and I like, but not as. I much was as very that. bad at that, and I never played it. You know, it's funny when you're good at that. Like the less and less your feet move, so. Like I was watching, yeah. actually my friends are still playing it. And uh, one of them had a Twitch stream um, of like his friends. They have like a machine at their house with like the pad and everything from the arcade. Really? And uh, they have a camera pointed at their feet and one at their faces. And then like another stream of the game being played. 
like okay. the arrows going up and their feet are like they're basically standing in the middle of it between the four arrows and yeah. they're barely touching the corner of each arrow to trigger it so like their okay. feet are like doing this you know just kind of barely moving like the better you get at that game the less you actually move because in order to hit all of those like notes and steps and stuff um you've got to conserve energy <laughs> and, okay and like optimize your movements so um like big jumps and steps and like stomps and stuff will wear you out very quickly so um all right anyway super <laughs> super weird tangent to go down uh as far as me for nerd minute um there's a new ghost in the shell show on netflix uh, i started watching that standalone complex 2045 yeah. and um i have some mixed feelings about it uh i watched the first episode and i was like this is garbage um <laughs> first of all the the animation there is no animation it's cg yeah uh the cg is very bad uh, i would say yeah. it's um like obviously the characters are from the previous show which was hand drawn but mm -hmm. like there's no texture to anything everything's like smooth it okay. kind of looks like 90s reboot um or like early 2000s reboot remember that show uh oh i think i know what you're talking about yeah with like the dude with the squiggly pipe hair and um yeah yeah megabyte yeah. the virus and all that yeah yeah okay uh it it almost looks like that that like like i said nothing has a texture to it everything's like like j they just made it in blender and they didn't uh apply any textures or anything it's just the default models um and i don't mm. know if that's like they're going for a cel-shaded look or something but i suspect it's just a lazy cg thing um so that that's kind of terrible uh everything is very it looks like action figures almost the the characters oh okay um and then like the plot is all over the place like the first episode is like literally just them shooting and driving um which is very much not what ghost in the shell was all about it's it's always been kind of a slow burn um noir techno cyberpunk kind of thing yeah and this series they've kind of like cut most of that like for a, a couple episodes in the middle it was good and it kind of got into that stuff but the first episode certainly was just like an action romp and it was like really goofy and weird because again the animation's so terrible so there's like not much to look at when you're seeing that kind of thing mm. um but then the the episodes after that kind of get into this uh interesting plot of people that are they, they have like they call them post-human um because everybody has like cybernetic brains and stuff but yeah basically brains that have an insane amount of processing power so they can like control things around them and uh basically hack everything because everybody's hooked into a network um so they can like control cameras or um i don't know any devices around them they can like they have superhuman abilities anyway um there's kind of a lot of soft science in it as well so like there's that which is kind of goofy um what else they there's just some some really awkward stuff like one episode they're tracking down a hacker or something and 
two characters are in the real world talking to each other and all of a sudden the other character is like in a hallucination where there's like real life manifestations of like cyberspace in front of her and then like she walks in and she's talking to a giant fish that's like the hacker in disguise or something and um i don't know if they're trying to say like the guy hacked her vision or something and she's seeing the stuff or or what that was there's another episode where um the person's like attacking people by hacking their brain and like making them think that they're being attacked by a bunch of faceless people Mm -hmm. which is fine but then the characters like they target the prime minister of japan and the characters defend the prime minister by fighting off the face the faceless people but they're doing it in real life so i don't understand that like are you because they're like punching and hitting uh people that you thought only he would see in his mind but they're like physically punching the the faceless attackers away and then like the major like does this like master chief force field explosion thing and like (laughs) ricochets everybody away i'm like what is going on in this episode (laughs) like are we in the real world or are we in cyberspace what's going on the rules don't matter uh it's all spectacle at this point so it it feels like the main plot is pretty good but there's some filler around it that's like garbage so i don't know it's i gave it a c plus i don't know what three i was gonna ask you did you like it shekels uh i mean i'm watching it i like it it's it's no original movie. It's no yeah. original standalone complex. Those are far superior in my opinion. Um, go watch those if you haven't watched them. Come back and get this uh, C-plus material if you're hungry <laughs> for more Ghost in the Shell. But otherwise, Did you like the live-action movie? Oh, God. That was garbage. It was basically a remake of the original Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. But, like, with... Well, Scarlett Johansson's a pretty good actress, but, yeah, like, the plot was chopped up and they kind of they took ghost in the shell which was good chopped it up added like a bunch of really weird cg and like distracting cg Mm. and uh they just made it bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah um... so no it was terrible (laughs) (laughs) so i saw it i thought it was okay and then um i started watching the original because i hadn't seen it in a very long time um but i have to go back and finish it because i like i only watched like the first 20 minutes of it Um, the original is way better yeah yeah i mean i i don't doubt that um but yeah i have to go back and finish that um but yeah i think i just from the the series you're talking about i saw the intro like cinematic thing and then i stopped watching it yeah, it's pretty um, boring because it's just like there is a it was very Metal Gear Solid. There is a sustainable war going on. right? <laughs> and uh, yeah. the characters are just like, oh, the there was a global eco- economic collapse and in order to stand up the economy. Nation states decided that they would have like war with each other. Oh, but, but okay. not nuclear war. And uh, basically they would have like. I guess zones where it's okay to have war and then like selling arms and stuff would be propping up the economy or something. So it was really dumb. Um, Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. 
very very good uh, Metal Gear Solid ish. But the the main plot about the post humans is is pretty interesting, and it gets pretty good. But then you get like weird, um, like filler episodes that are garbage, like that one with the people fighting the the faceless, uh, supposed to be in your mind people that aren't. So, mm-hmm. and there's there's very like anime ish characters that they've interjected. Like one girl is uh in charge of like the Tachikomas and she's got pink hair and she does like this kind of stuff where she's like throwing her hands up and shaking and making weird faces, which is like <laughs> a very anime thing. But because it's like everybody is in this weird CG that makes them look like action figures or sex dolls or something, oh. it's really awkward and weird. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not, not a fan of that at all. <laughs> all right. But yeah, that's that's all I got for this one. Uh, <laughs> join us for the next one, uh, where we'll be talking about boot camps, boot camps and traditional degrees and being self-taught. Yep. Uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs>